Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the 24th episode of Blood on the Thames, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in London, England. With me tonight... Carlos playing Joseph Hendricks of Clan Rockferatu. Uh, Peter playing Benjamin of Clan Octavian. <laughs> Almost broken. Uh, and Philip playing uh, Jim Wildwood of Clan Gangle. So, uh, before we launch into the recap, I just want to say hello, Gilmore. Welcome to your first viewing. It's uh, good to see more new people in the chat. And with that diversion, over to you for the recap. Okay, so last episode, uh, Benjamin filled in a very confused Edmund on all the things he's forgotten, like who his friends are, and <laughs> who make up the members of the coterie. Moses is hungry, and has a compulsion, and is not in the mood to take anyone's shit, so it, this is a little bit of a pity because Alicia is hanging out with the coterie, and she's taking none of his lip. Um, things get quickly tense, uh, words start to change, Katya saves the day with the power of diplomacy, never underest underestimate that. And uh, Alicia calls in her major boon. Jim's neck update, better, but still broken. <laughs> so um, Benjamin realises that Abigail is suffocating, but his efforts to save her enrage Edmund, who demands that she suffer a similar fate to poor departed Greg. Uh, Benjamin tries to resist, but in the end leans into the horror, making incredible art at the expense of an innocent life. Well, Jim, Katia and Moses uh, learn that Alicia's boom requires them to resist, assist in the final death of Michael Chase and dispose Yay. of the evidence. When they left, they were all quite happy to help. Definitely. Uh, Moses goes to see Constable Jacqueline and um, retrieves his rosary and is asked to safeguard, well, her sword which is on an unassuming guitar case that might be carried around by the Nosferatu. Plucky Jake appears, pushes his luck, and leaves again. Uh, Benjamin is sent on an errand to deliver a letter to a group of four Nosferatu and send them to meet Edmund. Meanwhile, the Coterie, minus Benjamin, but plus Alicia, head to Kensington, where they begin preparations to invade Michael Chase's haven. We left off. And that's where we left off. So with the party in two separate places, slightly different time frames, uh, we are going to jump straight in with Benjamin. Since he's slightly behind the others. Oh, I... Rachel's not feeling well. Get well, Rachel. Yes, get well get soon. Well. We'll, meet, we'll meet you. Yeah, yes, we did. Oh uh, yeah, we were just, you know, seeing whether or not any of you guys observed that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, for shame. No. Take care, Rachel. See you soon. Love you. Right, Benjamin. In the aftermath of an extremely harrowing experience, you are left with a letter. Mm. Sealed and with the instruction to not open it. the smell and taste of blood still upon you and an unnatural shakingness which seems to claim you as you ascend the stairs what do you want to do uh, so I'm going to be doing what I've been told which is 
going to deliver this letter, well, going to this place to, to deliver the letter to these four Nosferatu. Um, have I reflected at all on what I did last session at this point? Yes. They're starting to hit me. Yeah. Okay, so I think I'll hold it together long enough <coughs> to get out of the building. Okay. And maybe get to my car, but I'll be starting to shake more and more as I get closer to my car. And then when I get into my car, I think for a while, Benjamin will just stare at his hands and um, and then cover his face and weep. It's an odd sensation. You've never claimed, purposely claimed, um, a life before. Um, particularly one that didn't need to be taken. Mm. And never in such an unnatural way. I mean, if feeding, not exactly natural, but there was that's different. That's a necessity. It needs to happen for you to exist beast I am, that's the beast I've become, the whole shebang. But this didn't need to happen. Mm. And what makes it f ten times worse is that in a way he was right. The resultant's art was incredible. Mm. You could not argue with the results even now. You're struggling to mm. remedy that in your mind, but it feels worse because of that. Mm. And you know that as much as a rival as she was, as much as a pain in the ass as she was, she wasn't a bad person. Mm. At least not that you're aware mm. of. You look down into the note, the first one, that gives the location. And it is an address based on... Do uh, intelligence plus streetwise for me. Uh, three successes. Okay. It is a series of quite rundown flats, about thirty minutes north of your domain. Okay. <clears throat> so that was the first address. <clears throat> yeah. The one he pointed out to you, because there is a second one, is an address on the far northwest edge of the city. And he wanted me to go to both. No, the second. There was, a, there was another address on there, but he hasn't mentioned it. Oh, okay. He's just pointed to the second one. So he's written two addresses, but told me just to go to the... Mm. Okay. And the first one is, like, there's quite close to our domain. Yeah, there's no explanation given. Mm, nothing worrying there. <coughs> so I'm going to... So it's going to be odd for Benjamin, because in, in the one hand, he's feeling barely capable of anything at this point. But on the other, the instruction is going to be ringing in his mind, I would imagine from everyone telling him he's got to do this thing. So I I think after a while he will kind of clean his face um, and very kind of slowly and awkwardly kind of pull out and start heading to this address. Okay. To the second one? Yeah, the one he told me to go to. Okay. It's a very slow drive. Not only because you are being very careful in a city which is currently in disarray, um, three attacks that claim that many lives are going to disrupt city life. Mm. Um, and you're experiencing firsthand just how severe the travel becomes at that point. Because people are too afraid of this, you know, now mm. to go down into uh, 
go down and use the tube or to go and use yeah. public transport. They're cleaving to their cars and they're willing to take those longer journeys or they're going by foot. But even with the traffic not that bad, you would still be taking it a while because your mind is elsewhere. Mm. Um, and there are multiple times where you have to slow down and even stop entirely just to compose yourself so you can keep yeah. going. But after about an hour, you're managing to approach the area in London where you need to go in order to approach this address. I'm, I'm not intending to park outside. Yeah. I'm going to park a few streets away. Okay. <coughs> so, you pull up in what looks to be quite a quiet street. There's not that many people around here. Outside of London, most of the people at this point are either in London yeah. or they're asleep. They're not, you know, most people that live this area are here because they commute back and forth. And it is very quiet. It's, I mean, you wouldn't argue that it's rural, but it certainly feels less claustrophobic than city life does. And as you're looking out at all the streets, you can tell which direction you need to go based upon the address that's written and the way that the numbers are laid out. It's not far away. I think... Um, when I was given the instructions, obviously I've got to give them a letter. Do I also have, I have to give them the note with the other address on, right, as well? No? He didn't say. He didn't say, just it was just the letter, wasn't it? Just the letter. Okay. So I could potentially keep the bit of paper that has the other address. I think what I'm going to do... Not really thinking this through. Is maybe just make a mark on my map. Where the second address is. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna put the map away, blah blah blah, and I will make my. Uh, I'll make sure my phone is on silent, uh, and I will make my way to the address I was given and told to go to. What's your avenue of approach? You just heading there? Are you I'm going just to... gonna go pretty much up to the door. Yeah. Um, I should say, he's girding himself for scary things to appear out of nowhere because that seems to be what Osferatu do. Okay. Dude. <laughs> it's true, though. It's, it's true, and, and Tucky, Tucky Jake was a, a formative experience for oh, Benjamin. Yeah. Stereotyping is not. So. <laughs> you don't have See the Unseen, do you? I don't. No. You begin making your approach towards this building. And it is, you've seen a lot of clusters of flats before. This is very run down. Mm -hmm. it, there's no pretense about it. This is, a, this is the kind of place that you'd imagine in the stereotypical uh, visiting a, uh, a dangerous part of town. If you were to go to that stereotype, yeah. this, this okay. fits it. And as you're kind of observing it, there are no lights on that you can see in this building. There are people there, clearly, because there are cars parked. Mm -hmm. There are curtains drawn where there wouldn't need to be. But there is no lights on. There's no sounds of movement that you can hear. Do you have all specs on? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't hear movement from within. But you check the paper again. This is the right address. So am I at the front door to the flat, or is there, or to, is it a house, is it, uh, what is it? It's one of the tall building blocks that has multiple flats in. Okay, so are there, is it like a door with buzzer or something, or is it, uh, yeah? Okay, well I'll buzz the relevant flat. Okay, you press in on the button, 
there's no result. There's no sound. Oh, like the buzzer just doesn't work. Doesn't you can't hear anything. Okay. I'll wait a little, a few moments, and I'll try it again. To so these flats, this particular block of flats, does it actually look like it's lived in and used? Yeah. Okay. Just try the door and see if it actually is locked. It is locked. How do I have a kind of like? Do I think they're going to be multiple floors up? This particular is not a ground floor flat. It's no, it's not a ground floor flat. It looks to be about halfway up the building, based upon the numbered display. Um. It's quite late, isn't it? Yeah, at this point, uh, you're looking at about uh, 23.30. Um, I'll... Um, I don't know if Benjamin's in a state to deal with clever things at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Okay, he'll go round the back of the flats to see if there's like a uh, another if there's a, a set another entrance or another way in. Okay. So you make a slow circle around the other side of the building, and there looks to be quite a low wall, which yep. circles the outer edge. Mm. Um, and from what you can hear and the sound that you can hear rats scurrying about and the ripping of plastic, it suggests that it's the bin area on the opposite side. Okay. And as you continue your circle around, the low wall uh, is punctuated by a wooden gate that is used to access the back and forth. See if it's locked. You can hear the rattling of a chain on the other side. Okay. How easy is it to climb over the wall or the gate? Oh, getting over the wall is easy. Getting over the wall subtly is probably the difficult part. Yeah. Although most people in this building, there is no lights on. But in the adjacent buildings, you don't know whether or not anyone's awake. There's no immediate, like, windows with lights coming out that suggest that people are going to be looking, but you never know. Uh, and Edmund's instruction was just to go and have a look, wasn't it? To give them the note. Yeah, but he said they might not be there. And that as long as I went and looked. So I think that probably doesn't quite count as enough of having had a look yet for him. So I'm going to... I'll have a look... Uh, using my heightened senses just to kind of at some of the windows to just check there's no one like at curtains or you know watching this area and if it looks like the coast is clear and I can't hear anyone around okay. I will, plus awareness I will, plus horse specs oh okay yeah uh, crit win um, four five six seven successes you do see <laughs> <coughs> you see one of the Have curtains, the about halfway up, roughly in the area where you think that this build, uh, this uh, apartment should be, flutter, almost as though it's just been knocked. But it doesn't open, but it's just flutter. So I think slightly. this could actually be the flat where I'm looking for these people. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and wave in the direction of that flat. Okay. To, if I think someone might be watching from that window. Uh, and then I might even beckon for them to come down. And then I'll wait for a bit. You wait for quite a while around the back and you don't see anything. There's no sounds, that you don't hear the opening of a door. Um, but with that result, you do hear a 
coming from the front of the building. Oh, like someone's leaving through the front exit. Sounds more like a spark of something. I might head around to the front. Okay. Doesn't look to be anything out of place. But I definitely heard something. Yeah. Definitely heard something. I'll go. Uh, I won't say very loudly. Like I'm not trying to shout out or anything, but I will say quietly. I'll say hello. Um, I, I'm here to make a delivery. If you're here and watching, could you give me a, a sign, please? Uh, well, look at the door. It's very slight. Like some something has come through. Oh, the door's unlocked. Okay. I'll go and approach the door. With a very agonizingly high-pitched whinge of hinges yeah. which are desperately in need of WD-40. Yeah. The door kind of swings towards you as you pull it open. You step into a building which smells extremely moldy. It smells like rotten wood. And wits plus perception. No, wits plus awareness plus specs if you still have it up. Yeah, I think I probably do at this point. Wow, that's terrible. Two successes. Okay. There's a multitude of really terrible smells uh, in this building. Okay. Um, not terrible in the sense that they are kind of all rancid, but mm. they are, they have a constant suggestion of being lived in and given the squalor of this place and given how the other sense that you've picked up on the fact mm. that the door doesn't work the fact that there's rats mm. going around that in itself makes this worse because people are residing in this mm. and you carry yourself forward towards the end and there is a stairway going up I'll make my way towards the the address of the, f the flat that I was told to go to okay. so you begin going up and down the stairs uh, you still can't hear any movement coming from up above um, or from down below and then when you get to uh, the second floor, not the floor you're due to stop on, you see one of the doors shut, just as you round the corner. Okay, well I'll just carry on to the address. Okay. Begin getting up the stairs. And then you hear, as you reach that stairs, from the door downstairs. Like it's opened again? Like it's shut. Okay. <clears throat> and then finally you arrive on the floor you're supposed to be on. And there are four separate doors. The one on the final end is the one that you need to go to. The one with the number on it that's slightly hanging out of place. Okay, I'll approach the door and I'll knock. Probably a bit more timidly. <laughs> it's not the door in front of you, but the door behind you. I'll turn to look. Very dark hallway leading into the flat. Can't see anyone on the other side of the door. I will question my life choices that brought me to this point. There's um, a lot of them. <laughs> and I will um, approach the door that's opened. Okay. <laughs> you step into 
a long corridor which branches off into different rooms. There is a kitchen which is bare in that the door to the fridge is hanging open and whilst it smells uh, musky, I suppose, uh, and there is some old food in there that is mouldy, there is no heat coming out of it, there's no electricity. Some of the cabinet doors are open but there's nothing inside them. And on the table, there looks to be cutlery sets which have been laid out, okay. new, which is mm -hmm. striking contrast. And then as you look down towards the living room, there is a coffee table next to several large sofas which circle it. Okay. And there is what looks to be the remains of scraps of paper which have been torn up as okay. though anything of credence is basically taken. Mm. Um, and there is a TV set which looks to have static on. So, yeah. But it's positioned towards the wall so okay. the light doesn't reach the hallway. Okay. I'll, I'll stop in that, in the, the front room, I guess, um, and say, hello? Is that the door shutting behind me? Unlock it. Um, I, I, I'm here to, um, deliver a, a message to you, um, I don't suppose someone could, um, make themselves, I, I want to make sure I'm giving the message to the right person. You can hear a squeaking, and then a rustling of the papers on top of the table as a rat darts out. And as it starts going between your legs and vanishing off, before you can turn and have a look, you hear it. Now when you complete your turn, the rat's dead on the floor between you and the door. You're a long way from home. Um, yes. Can I see the source of the voice or is it? No. Sounds like it's coming from the <coughs> kitchen. Oh, uh, yes, that's that's true. Um, um, I I was uh, I was sent here to to um, to to give you a message. I just I just want to be sure that I've I found the right person. I, I think I have. Um, Depends on who you're looking for. Well, I, I'm looking for four people actually. Um, but I think any one of them will, will do in terms of delivering the, the message. Um, I was told to come here, um, and and um, a, a, and give you a, a letter and, and an instruction. You look stressed. I, I am stressed. Sit down. All right. I'll go and sit down. On which sofa? There's four. Um. If there are any that look like they're occupied by invisible people with like the... Kind of hard to tell. I mean, none of them look like pristine. No, but... <laughs> All of them look like someone extremely heavy has sat on every branch of them at some point. Okay. In I guess the one nearest the door. <laughs> okay, so the one with the back to the door. Uh, oh, actually, I'm doomed either way. I'll sit on the one <laughs> that's facing the door. Okay. So you, you walk around the table and you sit yourself. There is a wall directly behind you, the static... Buzzling, t uh, buzzling? buzzing t uh, TV off towards your left 
again still positioned towards the wall. And then you hear a crumpling next to you. And as you turn and look, there is positioned right on the edge of the seat, nestled and uh, with his legs up on the very edge of the seat, just staring at you, a Nosferatu. And you can tell that just because of how gut-wrenchingly hideous this thing is, mm -hmm. covered in fur. And it just stares at you, eyes gleaming in the dark. And with long fingers, it reaches out and then plucks at your clothes and just lifts it and then releases and then just stays squatted watching you. Say, so, um, hello. Uh, what's the message? Well, uh, I had to find, um, Doffman. You found him. Oh, good. Um, and you can hear footsteps coming from the kitchen. And this Nosferatu that steps out of the kitchen, you immediately recognize as being in the forefront of a certain picture that was taken down in tunnels. Yeah. This hideous looking, quite intimidate, uh, intimidating looking Nosferatu moves with a surety, which immediately makes clear who's in charge of this mm -hmm. cluster of them. And although you can still hear movements, not rat-like movements, but other movements. Movements which have suddenly become purposefully made. Okay. In terms of audio that are echoing around this okay. place. Making it sound like there are people all over this building moving. Not just in this room, but beyond it. Okay. That all of a sudden kick in, as though a muted sound has just been lifted. Okay. A muted uh, cloak okay. has just been lifted. And it's hard for you to pinpoint where anyone is. The only two people you can see is... The Nosferatu at your side, yeah. and the one that's approaching you. And then he sits down on the coffee desk. He doesn't bother moving anything, no. just sits among it. And then just leans in very close to you. I know you. You, you do? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I... I I suppose I should give the letter to you? That'd be a good start. Takes it between two very sharp fingers. Then after I've read this, we're going to have a very intimate discussion. Right. He opens the paper. And then flashes directly towards you with a hand about your neck and oh, pins God. you towards the sofa. <laughs> Where did you get this? Ed Edmund gave it to me. Who the fuck is Edmund? He, he told me to come and find you and to tell you to meet him. Uh, and he, he said that I, I should bear with you. That, that you might be a, a little um, like this, perhaps, but that that would be all right. Um, and he releases your neck, uh, and then turns his back to you and just begins reading the note again. Uh, 
begins flicking the paper over, observing every inch of it. <coughs> he lifts it and he sniffs it. He even goes so far as to lick part of the paper. And then he turns back to you with a smile. What's your name? Benjamin. Full name, Green. Benjamin Green. My name's Benjamin Green. Where's the other of my get that travels with you? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think he's out in the city somewhere. Um, I've, I've, I've been with Edmund, and... I, I haven't actually seen or spoken to him since, well, since everything blew up. He returns to looking at the paper again. It seems like just checking through this page once is not enough. He's constantly going over it. And you can tell that he's observing the handwriting, he's looking at the wording, he's looking at everything. Which is not just a convenient excuse for the ST looking for his notes. <laughs> Rigid, keep him company. And he gets up and calls himself. And he moves towards the other room, the, the room you didn't look into. Yeah. And the door opens before he even reaches it, and then he steps inside. And then the moment that he leaves, you feel another shifting of the seat as the hairy Nosferatu, who has yeah. just been called Rigid, shifts onto the seat even closer to you. And he is now maybe two inches away from your face, and he is just staring at you. It says nothing. Meanwhile, slightly in advance of where we currently are in the timeline, you have gone and began trying to check into the, the connection, the network, as it were, in a domain and a haven which is quite clearly beyond what you've currently witnessed. Michael Chase, for whatever age he is, and he is clearly old, is more acquainted with technology than most elders are. That's not to say, by any means, any of the stuff you're looking at is modern or high-tech, but it's unexpected. So, what are you guys doing? I'm just waiting for them. Okay. It won't take you guys too long to go and get him. Um, Katia's with you, Alicia's with you. Uh, Katia is very sullen in her silence and has been pretty much for the start of the night with, I mean, you guys going off and hunting outside of your domain, that working in a strange, odd twist of fate um, and everything else. It's not turning out well so far. In, and in a weird way it is, if that makes sense. You're doing really daft, stupid things, yeah. but it's going well and you get the feeling that she's waiting for the other boot to drop. 
So she doesn't say anything to you as she go as she travels. Alicia, however, is in a brighter mood, and you know that that rarely ends well. Um, <laughs> but before too long, you end up where you've been directed to go. What's the plan? You got a bone you want to pick on, Michael? I think the extent of my, of my poem is to make sure there's no trace of your passing, Alicia. That's right. Well, first things first. You said you wanted to go through the front door. What's your approach? I just said that I can. That doesn't necessarily mean I have to. You're going to try and hack into the system, security system. Okay. It looks tight. That's not surprising. What if it's too tight? Then we look for a different method of going in. We draw him out, I don't know, we'll think of it. Okay, cool. Giving everything going on, I would rather not delay this any longer than absolutely necessary. Understood. Then, time for me to go to the central. And back again to the source. Do you have any idea of who he has around him? He does have a few individuals, a few kind that he keeps in close proximity. Whether or not they're there, I don't know. Uh, general capabilities? Well, I think one or two of them are gold. To be honest, I'm kind of going by the seat of my pants on this, and this is kind of the way I like it, Jim. I'm aware. Well, you better follow him in case he fucks off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay and get acquainted with Cat here. Cool. So you burrow down into the sewers, and you can hear in the distance the movements through the sewers of Moses as he retreats back towards where he'd gone. And it doesn't take you too long to track him down. He's going to go through the central with the wiring, look what could potentially be any connection, like for internet, again, my, my mini modem, like the warrior modem and, and all of that. Uh, but I'm also trying to tap into the CCTV system. Okay. Uh, I will say that given everything down there that you need to sort through, it will be resolve plus technology. Uh, I have do you, little, do you have technology? I have a little bit of technology. You can give him help if you want. I'll give him help. Okay. So you get a plus one for Jim. Do we get my networks? And I rouse. I'll say yeah, sure. And I rouse. Oh, wait. That's me. And I pray. (laughs) (laughs) And I spend willpower. Oh, wait, wait. Did I need to do it with a minus of dice? Yes. Yes, I had a three die penalty. Oh, what a shame. I have to re-roll. I only had one success either way. You had Um, two. Sorry, I had two? Oh, I had two successes. Yeah, but but I'm I'm, I'm I'm rolling now considerably less dice. If I eat half my, almost half my pool. Three successes. 
Okay. As good as it's going to get. It takes you a while to try and discover where this is going, just purely because of the vastness of this network of cables and a host of other things going to a load of different types of penthouses. And if you get the wrong one, you know, this is not something you want to fuck up on. So yeah. you take your time getting it. And by the time you finally manage to locate the cables you need to go to, after your fourth double check, you're pretty certain you've located the one that goes there. Okay. So I'm just gonna try and tap into that feeds, okay. into those feeds. But first I wanna list them. So I know which ones is which. Okay. And I know this is gonna, this might take a while, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mask my presence already inside the system. So as I look as a part of the autonomous system, not part of a, an outside like an intrusion or whatever. Okay. Uh, in this case, it will be wits plus technology. Okay. Does my specialty apply? For networks, no. Okay. I'm guessing I can't help him with this. Do one. I have my? Do, do I have a penalty to mask my presence? Technically, yes, because okay. it's still minus three. Because you've not done anything. Does he get a gym assist? If he's just, well, no, if you're trying to mask your, it's more of a one person. Yeah. If you're trying to mask your Unless he's there tapping keys for you around <laughs> you, kind of close style. It's just me running code. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I, you know what? Can I burn and run my subroutine, the one I use for the warrants? Electronic countermeasure? That beautiful, beautiful, beautiful code. <laughs> Do you have it on you? It's it's on the laptop. It's part of it. Uh, I don't want okay. to make, to have that success. It's, it's, it, does it help? What are you What are you aiming to use it to do? Just to wipe the. It, let's Let's call it obfuscate. Right now, it's like I'm gonna be acting, and this is gonna make it like a little black black hole. So unless someone is specifically looking in that direction, it's not gonna show any activity. And what I'm gonna be doing is looking. Okay, I'll give you a plus two. So, the, uh, I will drop it because that's just electronic confirmation. I will drop it when I start acting upon things. If I wanna shut down something, it'll it'll drop. But right now, I wanna take my time to, to you know, how do you get, take a, a look, the lay of the land, and see how it, it is. It's, it's, I wanna take my time, but I, I wanna do it without being detected. And that is three successes. Oh, we have not. We don't recover willpower. We have not recovered willpower. Um. Yeah. Sure. I'll, uh. I'll let you recover willpower. You weren't doing anything immediately stressful before the scene started. No. And same for you. Ben, you'd now I am. Um... Especially since you got your remorse kicking in. Yeah. I think that would give you a sudden boost of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Let mm. me, let me know when my remorse kicks in. You're, well, the way I've been doing it, just to clarify, because we've, well, the way I normally do it, you guys don't have to do it identically this way, because no one feels remorse the same way. Mm -hmm. But the way I do it is the moment that you get stains, there is, you realize that something you've done is wrong. Because obviously, as you start taking more and more stains, as soon as you max it out, you can't voluntarily do anything wrong anymore. 
So you recognize what you're doing is wrong. Whether or not your character can then justify it to himself, or if he can't, is the role. And if they can justify it to themselves, then they find it easier and easier to justify deplorable acts. Yeah. If they cannot justify it to themselves, their humanity remains intact because they cannot justify what they did. There's no excuse for it, and they maintain that level of connection. Yeah. So, the I think that's my how I remorse will kick in. Yeah. After my compulsion is gone and I'm yeah. done with this. I mean, how you like, want to do when, it? I when mean, it winds down? Yeah, mechanically it will remain the same. How yeah. you guys want to role play it is entirely up to you and what's befitting your characters. But that's just the guidelines that I follow for myself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, no, it's, it's okay. Um, so okay. yeah. Quick note, we passed our remorse checks. Yes, because that wasn't mentioned. It was off camera when it happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, they both passed, guys, so... It was yeah, scary, not. so we didn't lose humanity. Mm. Um, so yeah, now that I have masked my presence, then I do that. I list them, I see if there's any CCTV, and I try to pin them like in, an, in a specific order, or try to map them to see where they are. Where they are in the flat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 getting there, like in the in the in the building, if I see any any route or whatever, what I'm gonna try and do is go is like, okay, this is somewhat the layout, and I'm just gonna help myself with like pen and paper. It's not like I have like a super 3D computer, nothing. Yeah, so you're gonna piggyback onto the system to look through the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm not gonna move them, touch them, nothing. I want to look and I go like, hey, this is a hallway and this is a this is the main hall and this is okay. So this camera, so the route should be this. And I mean, then based upon what you managed to see, the cameras themselves, without moving them, you're not going to get a full lay of the land. Of course. And you're not certain whether or not for a Toreador to remain oblivious of that is going to be a worthwhile uh, worthwhile threat, mm -hmm. particularly someone that, as a harpy, is used to noting small details. Um, but as you're looking through the cameras, you note that the way that the flat sets up, you have the opening door which opens out onto a vast open floor plan uh, flat, which has a attached kitchen with a counter which basically separates it from the rest. Uh, you have a large open dining area with uh, full length windows that look out. And balcony? Then it, it looks to be a balcony. Uh, and then it pans off and around into what you can't quite see but you know that there's another room. But what you also take immediate note of is uh, that there is movement from inside the flat, but it's not Michael Chase. You can't see who. You can just see the tail end of people's feet moving in and out of frame. Okay. Um, and how about around the building? Did I find... I don't, need, I don't need to look through those. I don't know. Do I find video feeds coming from other areas around... And outside the building, any other video feeds, maybe from the police, CCTV system, whatever. Not on the role where you were trying to access his. You'd probably you could try with a different role, but okay. it's a different system. Yes, because that that I, I want to. My idea is try to figure out a way in that leaves no trace, or that can be erased, and then once in. They will, like, giving them enough knowledge of where to go yeah. and what's the situation inside. And also, uh, I am crossing my fingers hoping that no one will be noticing me checking on the system while they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, I'm using your previous success as the difficulty for any such checks. Okay. What are you doing at the moment, Jim? Well, Moses is, you know... Uh, 
walks toward. Had tunnel vision towards this terminal, terminal, noticing nothing else is working. Fingers flashing across this keyboard. What are you doing? Uh, can, can, can I see that he's been pulling up the cameras? Yeah, you'd be able to see it on the screen. Uh, he's I, glimpsing at them as he's checking them. And I'm trying to get, get, get a layout for the place, mm -hmm. trying to see how many people yeah. are in there. I mean, you managed to see the same things as Moses. You managed to see some people's feet. Um, you do not believe that they're Michael Chase. Um, they look like they are wearing some type of... What looks, it's hard to tell from the, the fabric, and you don't really know fashion at all. It goes straight over your head, but these look to be quite sharp apparel. Um, certainly the shoes are expensive, you know that much. Um, but you can't make out anything else. Um, and based upon the, the way that he's flicking through them quickly, trying to get a lay of the land, uh, whilst not just staying on the system for ages, it's difficult for you to map it in your head without someone walking you through it. Um, getting an idea of just how many people there might be there? Not know? on the camera feed that he's seen. You can sit and watch for a while longer, but it does mean that you have to linger on the system for a while longer. Actually, I'm trying to get uh, an idea of the lay of the land outside so I can yeah. give them an entry point, an exit point, and, uh, and the situation inside. So, based upon what you can see... Oh, no, you still need to do your check first. Yeah. It'll be... This will be intelligence plus uh, technology. Okay, with the penalty. With the pe No, not with the penalty, sorry, because this is a different system. Okay. Oh, but I, I, then I get to do my networks. Yes. Nice. Three successes? Okay. Yeah, it's enough. Uh, it's enough for you to get onto the system. Uh, whether or not it's gonna notice by whoever's on the other end of the system, you can't tell, but it gets you into the system. And based upon where the cameras are looking, you can tell that a lot of Michael Chase's haven is covered in some angle, whether or not it's by uh, CCTV that you're currently piggybacking on, or by cars that are positioned outside of it. it you, the more you look, the more you notice that this is quite a significant security measure and one that's not immediately obvious the cameras themselves are, you know you knew yeah, it's you, normal you yeah but, but the fact that they are given it's like um there are there are quite a few people but based upon the fact that you can see uh, a lot of the people in the cars like eating you know that they're not kindred um or if they are kindred they're the kind that can eat which is you know rare as fuck so you can, you get a rough lay of the land and all that you can really deduce from what you're seeing, as quickly as you're seeing it, is that the balcony is probably the only surefire way of going in. Yeah. But you have no idea whether or not that balcony is viewable by whoever's in the flat. A lot of this is kind of, you're getting a rough idea, but you're not getting a perfect What clear story one. is the flat? The flat is on the third floor. The flat's on the third floor. How tall is the building? Five. How many buildings does it have around it? Two. Is any of those buildings taller? No. Saying if the building is the same height, not as his. Well, one comes to about the rough size of his floor, the other one stretched further. Okay. Ah, uh, don't go further. Sorry, his one goes further. Yeah, because so they're slightly shorter buildings, and his comes up. Okay, so this is the slightly taller. Yeah, this is a, a you know penthouse series of flats. This is okay. 
you know, it doesn't look good to have taller buildings around one and make it seem like it's smaller than it is. So you can have a think, and you can yeah. have a think. Unless there's anything you want to do quickly before I cut back to Benjamin. Yeah, just uh, just as kind of seeing that he's he's focusing that, don't go go towards where um, Alicia, Alicia and uh, Katia and Katia. Okay. Um, okay, well we'll do this quickly before we cut back to Benjamin. So you crawl out the sewers. Um, it's not that foul smelling around here, and it's quite odd to be in a sewer tunnel which doesn't smell rank in London. Um, but you manage to crawl back out and you head back over towards where they are. Uh, and Katia is being spoken to by <laughs> Alicia. She's not really saying that much herself, but uh, Alicia is talking to her and she stops the moment that you come into view um, and then just turns and observes you. How's it going, Jim? Moses is uh, an assistant. That's with his skills. He's uh, getting, a good, getting a decent lay of the land. Have had a, try to have a look at who's in there. Can't gauge how many in there. I haven't seen Chase. It's part of the fun, Jim. Yeah. I'm sure we'll muscle through. Mm-hmm. Right. How's his uh, attitude going? <laughs> He's currently focused, which. Well, that's good, I suppose. Why do you look so sullen, Jim? Wasn't this the kind of shit that you were missing when I wasn't in your life? <laughs> a chuckle's not an answer, Jim. No, it's... I prefer taking that big thing down. That was more fun than uh, something smaller, our size. Well, I can assure you that Michael Chase is just as... fun. This will be a first, so... And he's injured, which makes this achievable. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not an idiot, Jim. I know this is risky. But we're not going to get another chance at which we know he's going to be injured. And I am sick to death of this fucking city and being on a leash. He has you on the leash? He thinks he does. How the hell does anyone think they have you on a leash? Sometimes I like a leash, Jim. And she turns around and starts talking to Gatia again. And we'll cut back to Benjamin. He is still uncomfortably close to you. Still looking at you on the side of the face. Taking in your profile. And you can smell him. He doesn't... It's weird. He doesn't smell wrong. So much as he smells... There is no discernible scent about him. And it's it's like the ticking of a clock. When it's suddenly not ticking anymore, you suddenly pick up on this mm. absence. Why this room does not smell right, it doesn't it smells, you know, rancid. He does not smell like anything. And that is even more off-putting, especially since your senses are currently up. And you can it's like having a sensory blank to your left, especially since you're not willing to look at him. Um, and that lack of smell has a lack of taste. And that, as your most potent sensory range now that you are a kindred, is even more alarming. But you can hear sounds going off into the room off forward and to the left. 
uh, whispered conversations. Do you want to try and listen in, or are you just going to wait? Um, I think I would like to half-heartedly try and listen in. I, I'm not going to be like... Okay. <laughs> but so I, you're, you're trying to mask that you're listening? Yeah, so I'm, I'm basically not... I'm not trying really hard to listen in, but equally, if some of those noises are picked up, if, if I can make out what's anything what they're saying, great. But I don't want to upset this guy. Benjamin is more concerned with not annoying the scary Nosferatu sitting next to him than he is about hearing what they're talking about. Okay. But he, he would like to know what they're talking about because they might be saying how many pieces they're going to cut him into when they come back. So he'd like to. All right. So for the interest of this, then we'll say composure plus. It'll be performance. Performance, not, you yeah, you're say? Not, you're not telling a lie, you're trying to okay, make it seem like you're not... Does my all specs count, or is it just to see whether I'm... It's just to see whether or not... Because you can okay. hear it if you stop and pay attention, right. but it's whether or not you can mask what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll just roll a small number of dice. Here we go. Actually, you know what? I'm going to rouse. You're going to rouse? Yeah, because... Brave. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time you've roused? No. 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 I've, I've oh, roused for he has roused for painting. I've roused for painting, man. Serious business. I think I might have roused to get Lucy once. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Um, <laughs> that's not bad actually. Just two successes, mate. Two successes. Two. Yeah. I'll see if I go hungry. I don't. You don't lie. It's because it was a just rouse. <laughs> As opposed to an unjust one. An unjust rouse, yeah. <laughs> Like getting Lucy back. Yeah, I don't know if I went hungry then either. Can't, Can't remember. Okay. People in chat can go back and watch if they want, and then we'll have a <laughs> deep philosophical discussion about it. Okay. Um, you heard him, chat. <laughs> Where the? I apologise for this. Every time it comes back to this one thing, I need to look up. Somehow it vanishes in my book. It obfuscates. It obfuscates. Yeah. Sorry, this never happens. <laughs> Even though what I just said contradicts what I just said. <laughs> okay, you know what, forget it. Um, <clears throat> you become still, and you do your best to make it seem like you're not moving because you're terrified, but in fact you are trying to listen. Yeah. As equally as you yeah. are terrified. Um, and. The one thing that you do pick up is the name of Edmund, mm -hmm. your name, mm -hmm. Moses' name, mm. and the name or a name that you don't know. Or? No, a name that you don't know oh. called Vement. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I'll look any more or less. There is afraid. one more word that you pick up. You oh. got three, yeah. Successes. Oh, was it only three? It two. was two. Okay, then yeah, got, no, that's about the. Extent. That wasn't to listen though. That was just a not. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But this is like how well you're hiding it and listening. Okay. You're going to hear it regardless. But yeah. it's how much you can hear whilst yeah. and paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is about the extent of what you get. Sure. And then as you are trying again to tune into hearing it. You hear the of the door opening okay. and immediately reset yourself. And the moment you kind of flinch, uh, the one beside you reaches out and then runs a finger along the edge of your ear, right down to the edges of your neck. 
and then again plucks at your clothes and then drops it and then plucks at your clothes and then drops it and then through the door you see the same kindred Stoffman step into the room and directly behind him a massive kindred Mm -hmm. that appears to be spiked in a way that is completely unnatural even for a Nosferatu and again you recognise from the image so Stoffman is the one with almost like the skull like yeah the one that you handed your note to yeah the one that was speaking to you when you said when he said you found him yeah and now a massive one has come in yeah the one with the spikes yeah okay I mean, whether or not he is actually massive or his presence, one, is making him seem bigger and two, your position on a couch where he's standing is... I suspect Benjamin's imagination yeah, is going to Yeah, I mean, your, your imagination is probably running wild at this point, but they, they yeah. begin approaching. And the, the one with the jagged bone spikes coming out just slowly moves around the edge of the table and begins observing you from one side and then the other. It's almost like he's pacing in a circular motion. But the only one that comes up and kind of directs your attention is Stoffman because whereas the other two are staring at you from different angles, he sits down in front of you with a note. Benjamin Green. Yes? (laughs) I had the feeling we're going to become quite well acquainted good how about as a sign of friendship I ask you a small favor um what what, what did you have in mind the name of full name of your um, Edmund oh um, Edmund St. Clair Edmund St. Clair yes Looking a little fresh. You had a drink yet? Oh, 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 oh yes. No, I've I've already drunk tonight. You look peckish to me. No, I, I'm not. I'm really not. Get our friend a drink. I'm... And the hulking one turns and marches back into the room. There is a moment of movement, and then he comes back in with a chalice. Similar to the one you've seen from Edmund before, mm. and sets it down. You look parched. Uh, I, I'm. I, I've 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 honestly seen a lot of blood tonight already. Really, really a lot. All everywhere, all over the place. I, 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 I've, I've drunk it. I've, 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 oh, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, oh, all right, fine. 
you what this isn't about me being parched, is it? You want me to drink this this well, a test of faith. Right, right. It's a bit of a Nosferatu voodoo magic where we test to see how much of a bullshitter you are. Oh alright. You just want me to drink it, that's it, that, that, that's all. Do you know what? Let's make it more interesting. Give me your hand. What, why? What are you going to do? I, I, he didn't mention anything. You're not sounding very faithful here, Benjamin Green. I will, um... Pick up the chalice. Give me your hand first. I got an idea in my head is difficult to shift. Well, I, I, this, this goes both ways. Well, I, I don't know. Rigid. And you, the hairy Nosferatu snaps his hand shut on yours and begins dragging it over. Okay. Are you going to resist? I'm assuming he feels. I mean, no. You can resist if you want. This isn't like your compulsion to the blood bond. I'll, uh, I won't immediately resist, but I will be saying, what, what, what are you doing? What's going on? What, what? He flips your arm over. Yeah. And then he picks out a pen knife and just flicks it and then hands it over towards your other one. Okay, I'll take the knife. Bit of an incision. You want me to cut myself? No, I want you to pick your fucking teeth. Of course I want you to do that. I will make an incision, I think. Holds the chalice on his knee. Well, fucking bleed! I'll remember that I don't bleed, and then I'll concentrate until a bit of blood comes out. Rouse check. Uh, no, I got hungry. Okay. Once it's out, and he's got the blood, tosses away your hand. With enough force that it bangs against the side of the sofa. Okay. And then he just begins stirring it with a long, crooked finger. After you, my new friend. I'll take the chalice. Um, guess I'll drink it. <laughs> Where's Rachel to freak out when I meet her? I mean, <laughs> Benjamin doesn't really appreciate any of this, so he'll just drink it. I miss Rachel. <laughs> Especially in moments like this. Whenever she's not here, I think it's kind of shit. <laughs> you notice in that trend, don't you? Yeah, funny that. So. Did you get any blood from that? Like, I don't know, we haven't found that yet. Slate one. Hunger? How's it taste? How does it taste? Fucking good. I'll go, mmm! <laughs> <laughs> and just as you're starting to down the rest, Ridget's hand grabs yeah. the end and just slowly pulls it away from your mouth. Okay. So there's still some in there. 
He swirls it. And then hands it over. And they take a sip. And then it's empty. I just gotta kill you. So, we gotta go and see our mutual friend, yes. Um, yes, yes, he, he said you had to go and see him. Ridget, get the fuck away from him. And Ridget uncoils from the sofa. So, where is he? He's, he's in a, a um, it's a storage place, a yellow box storage place. I'll give him the address. How'd you get here? I, um, I, I drove. We're gonna go and have a drive. You oh. feeling up to that, Benjamin Green? Uh, y yes, I I'm just surprised because you said you, w you wouldn't want to do that. But all right. Well, tonight's full of surprises. Oh, yes. Oh. I didn't expect to be hearing from a mutual friend quite so early. Um, well, uh, if, you, if you follow me, I'll, I'll, I'll take you there. Let's go. So I will take them to my car. Okay. Is it the three of them who follow me out or do I think there's a fourth? You start moving towards the, the exit and then as soon as you open the door and then look around, uh, the Nosferatu aren't there anymore. They look like disheveled people that you'd expect to see living in this kind of place and all three of them are just walking behind you. But it's three, not four. It's three. Say, um, I'm ever so sorry to, to to ask this. It's just that um, he he said there'd be four of you. Um, is there someone else we need to find? If we couldn't find him, you'd have no luck. I, I expect that's true. That was uttered before he changed. At which point he's like, "If we couldn't find him, you'd have no fucking luck." Yes. So I'll I'll take them to my car. They follow you, walking very close to where you were. Um, and as you're kind of moving and trying to, you know, fumbling with your keys, you feel like what to outside people would seem like a, like a supportive pat on your shoulder, but the grip that's in those fingers as they wrap over there is quite a silent message of, don't drop your fucking keys again, as you slip the keys into the car and then they yeah. climb in. Uh, Stoffman sits next to you. Okay. The one that you're assuming is Stoffman. Yeah. Um, and the other two sit in the back. You can kind of guess which one's Ridget because he sits on the seat. Yeah. Um, or. Yeah, I've, I think I've already ascertained that Ridget is the hairy one. Mm. Um, which means the last one is either Cutter or Kanker, as far as I would guess. Um, but I don't think Benjamin's going to ask. I think he's just going to not say anything and drive back to Evan's place. Back to the yellow box? Yeah. It's 
if possible, even more of a slow drive. No one speaks. And all three of them have their eyes on you. But it's amazing how they manage to do that without looking directly at you. Well, for two of them, uh, the one that's rigid is not only kind of bouncing on his heels on the seat, looking as though he's about to bounce at you, he is staring at the back of your neck without looking away and nothing that the other ones do. It's like watching the movements that you can think of is uh, an excited chimp, the way that they're kind of shifting from foot to foot just staring at you, like bald energy about to just explode and he's just staring at you. And you continue the drive back towards uh, the yellow box storage. And before too long, perhaps a little too quickly for your liking, you managed to find your way back there. The car park is exactly how you left it. I'll say it's that one. I'll point the building out to them. Are you going to go and introduce us? No. I can't. He told me not to come back unless I had something for him. He, he, uh, he was very clear. I need... Unless I had what? I'm sorry? Unless you had what? Well, um... Well, that, that was really... That was between... He didn't tell me to tell you about that. I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> Do... Composure. Yeah. Oh, did I get any hunger back from the chalice or not? Yes. Okay. So it'll be composure plus... Intimidate. Social combat? Is this going to be... Are you going to make it two-way or are you just going to be on the defensive? Oh, I'm going to be on the defensive. Okay. So if you tie, it's your victory, not his. Okay. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Okay, you take two superficial uh, points of willpower damage, halved and rounded up. Okay. As he just leans in very close to you. And it's almost like there's a shift in the car. It's all three of them just moving closer to your seat. You have the large one behind you that even in his mortal geist looks large and okay. unsightly large for your car. And you right. feel his hand come over and rest on your shoulder. You feel Stoffman lean in towards you and Rigid is just shaking from one side to the other, suddenly more energetic, almost as though he's just waiting for a click of the fingers to bound at you. And those three combined and the fact that you can see all of them, What's one that? at your peripheral, okay. one in the rear view. He, he wants me to get him a new phone, all right? He, he, wants, he wants a new phone. He told me not to come back unless I had it. He was very clear. So why didn't you just say that? Be because he, he didn't... I don't know you and he, he wasn't clear about what to... T he just told me to deliver the letter and tell you to come here. I didn't want to betray his trust, that's all. Hmm. I think I'm just finished doing you one hell of a fucking favor. Give it time. It'll kick in. It's like a kick to the balls. Climbs out of the car. All three of them get out. The car kind of leans one way when they get out and then all of a sudden as soon as the, uh, yeah. the tall one gets up and then they slam the door and they start making their way around the back of the car and you look for them in the wind view mirror and then you look around and they're gone. Um, 
I'm, that's fine. I'm driving off. I want to put some distance between me and them. And then I want to stop the car somewhere. And freak out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you go and have your freak out. Meanwhile. And the amount of blood these guys burn. Oh, well, the amount of rouse checks they these guys pull off. Uh-oh. But it's for a noble cause. Um... I figured something out. So, there is no no apparent way to go in unnoticed other than the balcony. That's from what you've seen. From what I've seen. If you if there is another way, you've not managed to ascertain it in the amount that you're looking. I don't want a way into the flat. I want a way into the building. So now Michael Chase, being whom he is, he probably has something to avoid any entrance from sewers, things like that, because he's most likely going to hate any Nosferatu that might come in that way. So that's probably not the way in. But if I could get these guys into any of the systems, like either internal vents system, does it have, does it have a lift? Based on the camera footage you've seen, you don't know if there's a lift. Um, no, on the alarm count. No. Like I'm, I'm just using like how do you call it? Like deduction yeah. methods. Like okay, this is a fire alarm, fire alarm, fire alarm. This is a different type of alarm. Yeah. Probably a lift so alarm. So based on what you can see and what you've managed to deduce, there are no bolt. Uh, there are no bolts. There's no vents. Damn. And there is no lift. Okay. Cool. So, in order to get to the... There is a fire suppression system, quite a high-tech one, that's in place. Uh, it seems to be the most high-tech bit of kit that he has. Is there a gauge? Like, like it, does the system measure with a gauge some sort of pressure? Not that you can see. As in... If this loses based, pressure, yeah, I mean, based on the results you've had, you can tell that there is uh, a system in place, but that's all you can deduce. Okay. You know, there's one in place. Ah, I had an excellent idea, but no. Okay, no, so the so short of flying to the third story balcony, or jumping from the building that is level to it, because there, I think none of the buildings is. There's room. one that's level to the balcony, a distance away, but level. Mm -hmm. The other one is slightly taller, but, but it's on the opposite side. Yeah. And it's on the opposite side of the villain, so it's like useless. Yeah. It's like having a, no, well, forget about it. I want to get them to the top of that building so they can jump down. So I try to come up with a couple of ideas of the sort. And, um, and then just keep the system like that, like super, like no one's touching anything. Like, I'm not here. And I myself go upstairs and look for them. Up oh, for them? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't find Or you. text them. I use the central. Okay. Does not take you long to get the message off. It doesn't take long for bzzzt. <laughs> like I don't need to have a reception itself if I have the central here. That's Moses. He's got something. Lead on, Jim. Oh, there, ladies. 
Right. Katia goes off and joins you down towards the sewer and with a small measure of reluctance goes in. Um, they begin making their way down towards you and you hear their approach. Mm-hmm. And then they turn the corner and all three of them are there. Can you fly? Me? Neither. Because the balcony on the third floor is the only way in without being noticed. And when I say without being noticed, I don't mean the only cameras. There's people outside, in cars, eating. Looks like private security. Or cops on the payroll. Um, The angles of the CCTV make me think that he probably has someone in the force helping him keep his haven safe. That seems fitting. There is a building in, on the other side of the street. Oh, the other side of the street or an alley? Is like how how how? The one that you can jump from is next to it. The other one is a distance away, so you can't get a direct line of the building. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Oh, okay. The, the tall one is like on the other side of a street, so it's like quite far away. And this one is like sort of next. No, it's it's on the same. Street, it's on the same side, uh-huh. but there's a big diff straight. It's like a road that cuts between the exactly. two. Exactly, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's on like the other side street, of the road, but yeah, it's a, it's a road, and the other one is just the a walkway or something. The difficulty with the slightly taller one isn't so much being able to make the distance, it's the angle, yeah, because you're basically having to jump and then turn your angle off. Because where the building is, the the if oh. this is the edge of the building, the balcony's here, so yeah, you can't run and yeah. turn. And the other one is adjacent, yeah, and I uh, have. How much of a distance is it? You're looking at between 10 and 15 feet. Okay. Um, That's mainly because the height, the very slight height difference will give you angle to get in. You can't kind of judge from here how far it is. You're like, um, there is an option through the balcony. Okay. So, would you like to go through the balcony? Sounds just as valid as the front door, I suppose. Probably more subtle. Okay, I'm gonna help you with that. So, you'll have to wait for me here because I didn't know I needed my, my spelunking equipment. How do you feel about uh, like is there there's a slight very diff- slight How do you feel about jumping about 15 feet easy Cool Then I don't need to go anywhere um what I'm going to do and I'm going to ask Katya to I'm not just I'm not going to ask I'm still with my angles here. And they're like, Katya, you stay here. That's my terminal. It's in basically stealth mode. Um, which is going to be our way out? Which one? Pick one. Balcony with the front door. Okay. I just, a couple of keys on the front door. And I tell Katya, if you see us heading towards the front door, kill those cameras. Right. And then grab this 
and this and leave. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is walk with them. We're gonna go into the other building, go to the top floor. I'm gonna obfuscate and so we're in soaring leap all the way to the balcony. Because I don't have to make a check to jump. No, you don't. With that. I mean, it's horizontal distances I had it covered with soaring leap. It's gonna be basic Nosferatu okay. stuff. Okay, first of all, it's gonna be dex plus stealth to get to the top of the Break building in. that I've been observed. Breaking in, yes. By the way, double check the text on your compulsion. There's one that it's at. Sorry? Double check the text on your compulsion because you might have just fulfilled it. Four, six, no, three successes. Three successes. <coughs> I got three. I got three. Three successes. So, <coughs> as one. Dying ST, you manage to get to the top of this building. Nobody notices you that you managed to observe going up the communal uh, the, the communal staircases, going all the way to the top. Nobody comes out. Some perfectly timed moments allow you to sneak up and down as people are coming in and out of their rooms, and you manage to get to the top floor, allowing you to now see the balcony that uh, Moses was describing. Um, How easy a jump do I think it is now I can see it? I mean, there's a chance you could fall, and it'd hurt, but it's doable. I, I tell Alicia, he's like, <coughs> like you, want me, you want me to carry you over, my lady? I think I have fulfilled my compulsion. You were right. I've seen in the solitary setting trying to do it in a noble way, <coughs> so it does. So I go a little bit back to my old demeanor, but I do have a little bit of pride. It's just a little bit, a little bit. So I go like, would you like me to jump you all the way in, in my arms, milady? No, I can make it. Okay, cool. Who's going first? That is quite an open balcony. If anybody's in that doorway, they're gonna see us. On same passage, without going hungry. And I jump, and I land. Okay. That doesn't deaden sound, does it? Uh, no, 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 I don't okay. have, I, I will so, have to roll stealth, but I'm aiming your... to go to, not to the front of the balcony, in the middle, yeah. to a side. Probably landing underneath one of the cameras instead of landing in front of a camera. Uh, because that's... I know which cameras are looking. We'll say, okay, since this is distance, it's gonna be strength plus stealth, plus, cool. A bonus equal to your obfuscate. That is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you sneaky motherfucker. It is one of the most perfect landings ever. Unfortunately, because you're obfuscated, nobody fucking sees it. They do because I obfuscate in front of them. Well, Alicia wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it looks like, 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 uh, like, how, what's the call? Like, Heroes of Legends, like the, the video game, like, because I, I, I jump with my guitar, of course. So I do a super, superhero rock star landing. And I just keep to the walls because I know 
roughly the angles of the cameras as they are not being manipulated. Okay. As you are peering in through the window, you can see three men inside. No, two men, sorry, and a woman. And they are sat talking with one another around what looks to be some very fine circular sofas with a very large TV set against the far wall that they seem to be looking at. And there's news flashing past about the recent bombings. Not anything groundbreaking, nothing new, but it seems to be still the headline news that's just being recounted. And you can see <clears throat> as the, uh, the female who's stood behind the other two lifts um, the coffee cup to drink, uh, it lifts part of her jacket up and you can see a firearm put on the side. Um, roll intelligence plus weaponry. Intelligence plus? Weaponry. Firearm. Uh, firearm, sorry. I'm thinking all system. Just intelligence, but I, it's like, I don't care if they have a firearm. Like, just roll. <laughs> I, I don't like rolling only on the dice. Horrible failing. Zero successes. No big still failures. Okay. It's just Moses, Moses <coughs> does. He stayed away from the guns and the cholos, and you know, it's like, Okay. So, I just, from where I am, I just do. I'm using like three and a gun. Three and a gun. Well, I'm guessing three guns. She waves you over over there. I'm waiting for a moment in which they are... Like, well, do they seem distracted? I mean, they're looking at the TV, but they seem very... Oh, hang on. Yeah. That's what a lookout is for. Okay. Wits plus insight. Hoo-hoo! I didn't remember that skill. <laughs> that is three successes. They are still very much alert. You get the feeling that these individuals are professional. Okay. And this is going to probably turn into a shootout very fast. Um... I try not to be <coughs> in the angle of the camera, and I just... Uh, yeah, I mean, with seven successes, you, you're out of the way of the camera. Okay, and then just go to the closest... Oh, these are like full windows, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I just take out my phone, and I text Jim. Yeah, two guys, a lady, they have... Uh, they have guns, they are very much alert, they look trained. Um, the place where I am has no cameras, but I guess you want to make it a, 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 a land and kill. Send. Text to Katya. Check if at some point we show up on cameras for over five seconds, hit the full flush down button, which is the, it's just the, the one in which I, I Drop my 
the, 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 the countermeasure I put, and it, it's, she's in control, so she can like erase, drop, whatever. Okay. So it'll be on her to do it, but it's just a flush down. So that'll give her temporary control. Okay. Well, apparently they are well trained, so. I'd expect nothing less. In fact, I'd be disappointed if they weren't. Uh, this might be fun after all. Very slowly, and you can see the skin rip on the end of her fingers as the bony elongates. And then on the other side. And they've come out a good distance away. I think I remember those all too well. So do I. You were fun, Jim. Don't disappoint me now. And I'm going to uh, activate my toughness, which is a success. Okay. I have my own claws, which is a failure. So I'm a hundred two. <laughs> oh. Alicia, why? <laughs> you were at hunger one when we began. She'd not know. Like, <coughs> what's your current hunger? Two. Current hunger? I'm still at two. You're still at two. Because <coughs> I passed okay. the, the unseen passage. So, as your claws extend and hers extend, she rocks her neck and you can hear a crack which is probably louder than it should be, suggesting that she probably wrenched her neck further than a human probably would. And then she turns at a sprint and darts towards the edge of the building and throws herself off it. And right behind her. Okay. And that's where we're going to pause for the break. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode of Blood on the Thames. We really hope that you enjoyed the show, and if you ever want to watch us playing live, find us at Twitch at 7pm UK time every Monday. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook for latest updates. See you next week!